You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Chapter 12, verse 4, Thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Daniel is a sister book to the book of Revelation. And Daniel prophesies that in the end, prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, knowledge will increase, and people will go to and fro faster than ever. That's us. That's the world we're living in. What does it mean when Revelation says that Christ is coming soon? If these words were penned around 2,000 years ago, then soon seems like a very loose term. As Pastor Danny confronts these words in today's message, he walks through a number of scriptural references to help you get a grasp on the time frame of Christ's return. Technology, transportation, and global relations are fitting in more and more every day with the prophecies found throughout God's Word. The world is ripe for His return. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Revelation chapter 22 as he continues his message, Living in the Light of the Soon Coming of Jesus Christ. No one could say a word in reply because they knew the answer would condemn them and give support to his claims. And from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. I hope you see it. He's the root and the offspring of David. He's God come in the flesh so he's the creator he knit david in his mother's womb just like he knit you in your mother's womb and me in my mother's womb he's the creator he's the root of david ah but he also has invaded the world as a human being and he comes through the lineage of king david so he creates david And he comes from the lineage of David. He's divine, 100%. And he's human, 100%. I think, praise the Lord on that one. Amen. Back in Revelation 22, verse 17, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Whoever's thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. What an open invitation for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whosoever, whosoever, whosoever. Don't you love that? Whosoever. It doesn't matter. Take the free gift of the water of life. And then verse 18, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him. 
the plagues described in this book. If anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. Do not add to the word of God, and don't you dare take anything away from the word. Those two statements are so important. I'm going to do a whole message on those two verses. Just not today. Verse 20. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Third time he says it. I'm coming soon. And the right response? Amen. It is true. So be it. And then the heartfelt prayer by John. Come Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. In preparing the message I heard in my mind. Pastor Alistair Begg. I don't know if you ever listened to Pastor Alistair Begg. He's on the radio, WTBN. He has a ministry called Truth for Life. I love his Bible teaching. He's a great Bible teacher. And I love his accent because he's Scottish. Got to meet him a few years ago. Was able to invite him and he came and did one of our, was one of our speakers for our Calvary Chapel conference over in Merritt Island one year. And then he started speaking at some other Calvary conferences and I like to have him back sometime in one of the conferences. But I went to a workshop he did uh, a few years ago uh, at a conference, and his workshop that he led was for pastors and, and those who prepare Bible messages, prepare sermons. And I need all the help I can get. And so I went, and the room was packed. And we were there for an hour. And one nugget that he gave us, I have not forgotten. And I try to employ every time I prepare a sermon, a message. And here's what he said. The text will tell you what to say. You just have to decide how to say it. And so what I try to do every time I get into the text is not try to get my opinion, my ideas. I try to find out what is this text saying Then I do my best, pleading with the Lord, help me to communicate. And this text, while you can pull some nuggets out, like the root and the offspring of David, certainly, there is one clear theme. There is one clear message in Revelation 22. You know what it is. Behold, I'm coming soon. And there's the rub. Soon. How close is this coming? He says he's coming soon. All right, now. All right, listen. Let let me just go through uh, rather quickly, but I'm trying not to rush, but I got to do it quickly. Uh, Prophecies that have been fulfilled relating to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Because he says he's coming soon. How soon? Here's some of the prophecies. For example... Ezekiel chapter 37. You don't need to turn to these because I'm just going to highlight them very quickly. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel prophesies the rebirth of the nation of Israel. I don't know if you're aware, but for years and years and years, hundreds of years, there was no Israel on the planet. There were Jewish people, but no Israel as a nation. And Ezekiel prophesies in Ezekiel 37 that miraculously the nation of Israel would be reborn, dead bones. Coming to life and flesh would come on them. And just a few years ago, 
It happened. And now we're living in a generation where we've seen that fulfilled prophecy. It had to be fulfilled before Jesus could return. There's a group in Israel ready to supply the temple when someone will build it, and it can be built very quickly. It doesn't have to be a full massive structure like the old Herod's temple that was destroyed. And they're ready for supplying everything needed. And we know one of the things that will need to happen is a temple before the actual second coming. If you've been with us in our study of Revelation, as sad as it is, During the great tribulation, 50% in a short seven-year window of time, 50% of the population perishes. And as we studied it, we noted that can't happen except for the use of modern military machinery, including nuclear weapons. We're living in that generation. hundred years ago, if you had read the prophecy of Revelation chapter 11, verses 7 to 10, where the two witnesses during that tribulation period are killed after their ministry is complete. Their bodies lie in the street of Jerusalem for three days. Nobody will give them burial. The world rejoices that they're dead, sends gifts to one another worldwide. It's the first anti-Christmas. And it says they'll gaze on their dead bodies. hundred years ago, you read that and you go, how's that going to happen? Doesn't bother us. We know exactly how it's going to happen. Every major network is going to broadcast it around the world. When we got to Revelation 13, and I know some of you were just so waiting. We're back on the other side, on this side of it now. But you were waiting for Revelation 13 because that's the chapter of the mark of the beast. And if you read that years ago, you go, what, a mark on your right hand or on your forehead? And you can't buy or sell without the mark? And we're sitting here, and it's not just something. You, you go, how does that happen? We know how it happens, and it's happening right now. And then Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, Thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Daniel is a sister book to the book of Revelation. And Daniel prophesied that in the end... Prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, knowledge will increase and people will go to and fro faster than ever. That's us. That's the world we're living in. And one of the most fascinating to me, Ezekiel chapter 38 prophesies that an alliance of nations will, in the end, in the tribulation period, just prior to the second coming, they will come against Israel. It's been over 2,700 years since Ezekiel prophesied that, recorded in Ezekiel 38. And it's only in our day, our day, that two nations mentioned there have ever, ever, in 2,700 plus years, been allied together militarily. Russia and Iran. That one gives me Jesus' mind. And then you have the prophecy of Daniel chapter 9, verses 25 to 27. It's called Daniel's 70 weeks vision. And it's a vision about the end as we know it and the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's 70 weeks of years totaling 490 years of which 483 years 
have been fulfilled. The 483rd year was the cutting off of the anointed one, the Messiah. That is the cross. And then there's this indefinite period of time, not revealed to the Old Testament saints, but we call it the church age. And the end of the church age is the beginning of the great tribulation. And at the end of that seven year period is the second coming of Jesus Christ. The point of all that simple summary update is this. Jesus is coming soon. And that's the message of Revelation 22. I'm doing it, Alistair. That's what it says. And now I'm just trying to communicate to you the message of Revelation 22. is Jesus is coming soon. But that's... That's... What do you mean soon? Soon. If you're married. <laughs> soon to one spouse is a different definition of soon to the other spouse. <laughs> I'll be there soon. Is she? Where in the world is he? And the longer you're married, you, you know, you know, you get to you, you get to figure it out, and so you just add whatever amount of minutes you know on the clock. Soon, soon, because soon is relative. Did you hear what I said? Soon is relative. Guy was talking to God, and uh, he said, "God, I, I'm just wondering to you." How long is a million years? God says, well, to me, a million years is like a minute. So the man says, God, to you, how much is a million dollars? God says, well, to me, a million dollars is like a penny. So the man then says, well, God, would you give me a million dollars? God says, sure. Wait a minute. See, here's, here's the bummer. Here's the bummer. Psalm 90 verse 4. Psalm 90 verse 4. Write it down. Write it down. Here's what it says. For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that's just gone by or like a watch in the night. So, so, so you read Revelation 22 and you match it up with Psalm 90 verse 4 and you go, well, I know three times he said he's coming soon, but that's from his perspective. And for him, a thousand years are like a day. And a day is like a thousand years. Well, let's pause and think about this for a minute. Let's pause, really, and think about it. Do I really believe that the God of this book, that gave his one and only son to die for me, and I've received him as Lord and Savior, and I'm awaiting his second coming, and he's going to close the book of the Revelation Three times telling me, behold, I'm coming soon. And yet he's kind of smirking in heaven. Maybe even a little chuckle. Going, I got him there. Because with me, a thousand years like a day. Now I'm going to tell you my deep, deep conviction. And my opinion. No, I'm right in my opinion. But it's still my opinion. <laughs> I don't think for one minute. 
God-inspired Revelation 22 and the message of Revelation 22 that Jesus says, Behold, I'm coming soon. And he says it not just once, not just twice, but three times. I don't believe for one minute that he expects us to see that from his perspective. I am absolutely convinced. And when you put all of Scripture together, when he says, I'm coming soon, he wants us to believe he's coming soon. Here's what I put in my notes. Every generation has believed that Christ could return in their generation. And that's what God intended. Even those generations that had many pieces of the prophetic puzzle missing still believed that by faith, their generation could be the last. They trusted that God could fill in the missing pieces in a short amount of time as only God can do. Now, with that said, go with me to another interesting passage, and I want to show you how I believe it fits with this message. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. When you find that chapter, go down to verse 10. The disciples came to him and asked him, why do you speak to people in parables? Now in this Bible that I'm using, I have a little footnote. It's actually more than a footnote. It's a big note at the bottom. And it says, why did Jesus speak in parables? Let me read just a little section on the answer. On one level, parables were not difficult to understand. Jesus masterfully taught moral principles by using simple down-to-earth illustrations about everyday objects familiar to farmers, fishermen, merchants, and others in his audience. At the same time, the deeper meanings of Jesus' parables seemed obscure or even incomprehensible to those who opposed Jesus or who simply were not attuned to his mission or his message. That's very interesting. Why do you speak of the people in parables? Because he wants them to understand. He wants them to get it. Verse 11, he replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more. You get it, and you desire more, and he'll give you more. But not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he'll have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. You don't get it. The word doesn't make a difference in your life. And so you can sit there week after week, month after month, year after year, and you can continue to hear it. You can even read it. And your life is no different. You just don't get it. But it's by choice. That is why I speak to them in parables. I want them to understand. Though seeing, they don't see. Though hearing, they don't hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You'll be ever hearing but never understanding. You'll be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become callous. That's what happens when it doesn't make a difference in one's life. You just become callous. They hardly hear with their ears. 
They've closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn. And I'll heal them. I'll make a difference in their lives. And I know that's a bit heavy. But notice how he ends it. Verse 16. But blessed are your eyes. Because they see. And your ears. Because they hear. You see, if you're sitting here, you're listening to my big mouth. You're hearing the book of the Revelation. And just the update I give. Prophetically. Look at all the prophecies that have been fulfilled. In light of his second coming. In light of his soon second coming. What difference is it going to make? What difference is it going to make in your life? That's where the spiritual rubber meets the road. What difference? Blessed are your eyes because they see in your ears because they hear. Here's what I put in my notes. Not just fulfilled prophecy, but spiritual insight and understanding. And then fresh this morning, I wrote down. Some people, no matter how clearly God communicates truth, just don't get it. The generation that will see the ultimate fulfillment of all the prophecies related to Christ's second coming will be caught off guard. Matthew 24. We'll look at it in more detail next week because this is only part one of being prepared for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. When you read on in Matthew 24, as we will next week, even those anticipating his coming, even those looking forward to his coming, it tells us at the end of Matthew 24 that even they will be caught off guard. It says he's going to come, Luke 17, 24, like the lightning, which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. Paul the Apostle in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he says about dates and times, I don't need to write to you because you know the Lord comes like a thief. You won't have time to get ready. You have to be ready. He's coming soon. And the intention of Revelation chapter 22 is to not only encourage us who are looking forward to His coming, that it's soon, but it's also to inspire us, motivate us, convict us to make sure we're ready. If the rapture of the church were to take place today, don't answer out loud, don't raise your hand, don't give me any kind of outward sign. Look, but if Jesus beamed us up today, are you ready? And we're going to continue next week because Jesus gave us three specific parables that we'll look at next weekend on how to be prepared, how to be prepared. But even before we get into those parables, you know if there's something in your life that's not pleasing to the Lord. Some of it maybe is one thing. Some of us maybe a couple. Some of us got a handful. Some of us, we don't have enough fingers. We'll just bring it all to him and say, Lord, I'm so sorry. Lord, I repent. Lord, change me. And help me to change. I want to live in a way that's pleasing to you. I want to live a life that's looking forward to and anticipating your soon coming. Because he's coming soon. Oh, <laughs>
We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Danny's message in the book of Revelation. If you missed any part of today's teaching or would like to explore more of the messages from this series, visit ccfstpete.church and click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, and we'd love for you to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified by email every time we post a new message. If you have any questions for us about what you heard today or would like us to pray for you, please email us. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. We're so privileged to be able to pray for you. You can connect with us on social media as well. Find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and jump into the conversations there. Find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. And if you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we want to meet you. Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Our church is filled with imperfect people being made holy by our perfect Creator, and we know that you'll fit right in. Join us on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Find directions at our website. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. With that, our time with you has officially come to an end. There's much more to learn from the pages of Revelation, so we hope you'll tune in again right here on The Living Word.